Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, my name's Saffron and I'm from London and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, what is something we should stop normalising? Okay, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. A podcast for myself, reading writer and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, our producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Saffron, our producer Saffron, who's leaving us now. Bye Saffron, thanks for everything. I mean, I mean that. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for everything, Saffron. Uh, her question from London uh, is, uh, what is something we should stop normalising? Dave, what should we stop normalising? question. We should stop normalising people rapport building and building friendships and then walking away from them. Yeah, professional or otherwise, <laughs> right? Unceremoniously is yeah, what yeah. we need to be doing. I'm not, not pointing anybody out in particular. Saffron from part of London who I've never met before. Winky wink. Did, I, did you hear the wink on camera? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we will miss you, Saffron. I'm not processing the grief very well. But um, I think we should stop normalising people having to adjust their lifestyles due to this uh, government causing a uh, cost of living crisis. I'm tired of having to hear people find alternatives for getting some sleep or for finding or having two meals a day or wrapping themselves up extra warm because we are dealing with the economic crisis that has been caused by austerity and uh, no fault of the people. Yeah. I'm tired of that being normalised. Well said and um, thank you for the question Saffron and all your hard work. Uh, and suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask <laughs> and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave? Absolutely. And if you do like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you'll never miss an episode where you can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a comedian and podcaster who has had num- numerous TV and radio appearances, including the Anger TV. Pulse FM and BBC Radio, just to name a few. He has performed at some of the top comedy clubs in the country, including the Comedy Store, Hackney Empire, and has performed at the Indigo O2 as well. He also has his own podcast, Griff's Brain Dump, where he allows the listeners to enter the mind of a comedian where he himself dumps his weekly thoughts out, whether it's personal life, sport, music, news, social commentary, observation of others, as well as fatherhood. He makes sure he has a very unique view on the subject, whether it is relevant or irrelevant to our daily lives. And he will also be taking his debut show to Edinburgh for the first time this year. So he is about to go Nova. So you want to catch him while he is still bubbling. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Darren Griffiths. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Here. I've been doing great. Actually. What do you think of our listener question? What do you think is something we should stop normalising? Stop normalising. Um, stop normalising the idea that... Um, that all opinions are equal and valid. <laughs> Do you know what? That's so good. That's, good. That's really good. You've nailed it in one. Nailed it in one. Thanks for coming on the show. Goodbye. And that's it. Nailed it in one. Yeah. Some people. Some people just don't need to speak, Darren. Yeah. No, you're right. Some people don't need to speak. You know, we we're, we're dealing with a serious serious economic crisis because at least 52 percent of a voting uh, demographic decided to vote for something they had no idea what it was. Right. Like so I, I didn't even want to vote on that. I, I, it was too yeah. complex. It was I'd, way too complex and. 
and the person who told us to vote knew it was too complex. That's why when we voted, he was like, oh, you're like idiots, so I'm gonna leave. Yeah, I'm, I resigned, <laughs> this is crazy. No, I'm not, I, there's no way, there's no way. Because it's one of those things, so you look back at it, the history of our politics in the sense of, you know, at the time it was very fun to laugh at Theresa May, but what a hospital ball she received. Mm. <laughs> like it was, it was such a steaming back. It really it was. like, oh, did, have that. And yeah. she was like, uh, uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what that robot does came from. This. She was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. yeah, that's really jerking. We should and, and try and get her on the show, Dane. She's not up to much, is she anymore? I'm sure she's doing fine wherever she is. Yeah. But yeah, every, but anyone since then, it's almost has been as if, like, do you know what? You know, it reminds me of the government now. Do you know when you perform at the comedy store and yeah. it's like a break? And then all the drunk people go and say, take a picture of me in front of this microphone. <laughs> take a picture of me. I, I was, I'm doing comedy. That's what the last like three prime ministers and the uh, chancellor have been. Yeah. So a bunch of people have been like, I can do it. Give it in my hand. And everyone's <laughs> gone, get Dan. All right. All right. Right. It might like I, even like down to the culture secretary who like hates other cultures. I feel like that shouldn't be your job. Or like then we had the equalities minister who doesn't believe there's racial inequality in this country yep. and shouldn't have to listen to it. So you got the chancellor um, <laughs> recently who forgot to declare his luxury apartments. Oh, yeah. That, well, was, so. that guy as well. Yeah. And then the one who was like, I'm in charge of the money. And then we, a few days later, it was like, the money has never been lower in history. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, well, we need to definitely start normalising. Uh, not everyone should have an opinion. Yeah. Not everyone deserves a chance. No. Yeah, well, participation trophies, they were a bad idea. Exactly. Generation, that, generation uh, X was right. That grey <laughs> cloud of <laughs> disaster hanging over us is probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane, as the format of this show dictates? Absolutely, Darren. As our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question. Could be any question you'd like, which I'd like to discuss for about 15 minutes. Then my producer friend Howard would like to pose a question to you to discuss for the same amount of time and keeping up with tradition, I would like to pose a question for you uh, that we discuss for 15 minutes. And then we'd love for you to tell our listeners and viewers where they can find out about your good works, past, present and future. And I guess I will try and hold it together while Saffron walks away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Darren, the floor is yours to ask the first question. OK, so my question is, uh, it might sound odd, so I may have to um, explain it after. But it is this. Why do people have children? Uh, good yes. question good question what inspired this question darren of course so um my show that i'm taking up to edinburgh is called inconceivable and it is about my uh mine and my wife's struggle to have our first child um, mm. and we had to go through ivf to do that but mm. going through that does make you question why you want children not so much going through it but facing the the roadblock of not being able to have kids yes. yeah, yeah. you then suddenly go oh why do i actually want kids and when you speak to other people who don't want them and they're like oh well no that's that's definitely not the reason why i wouldn't want them i i i think i definitely want them yeah, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's for that reason so i can leap into this one with a fully uh, you know both testicles yeah um, <laughs> because i've done similar stuff man All right brilliant yeah how i mean this feels like a confessional scenario now dane uh in rather than a normal but like how long did you? How long was your your, your before you? Do so you have a you have a person now? You've made a human. Yeah, made made a human. Yes. How, um, how, how long did it take to make the human? So it's, it's um, obviously I'm not talking about the the little. I'm talking about the longer process. Yeah, the longer process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long you can include it as a cumulative figure if you yeah, want. Yeah, no. So I guess me me. Twelve minutes, right? <laughs> Twelve. Wow. Okay, isn't that, a, isn't that normal? <laughs> <laughs> Seven over here. But um, <laughs> yeah. so a, div a divine number. <laughs> But that I've so fast. We we met in twenty seventeen, right? Um, and you no, know, I didn't think we were particularly trying. Um, yeah. but 
we, she didn't tell you. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't tell <laughs> me. But we weren't particularly careful either. And then um, from the moment of I'm acknowledging there's a problem from having like a, my first test done to sometimes semen analysis, that was probably mid-2019. Um, and then we didn't have our daughter. We didn't conceive until uh, October t- uh, twenty. Oh, yeah. So, in the scheme of things, and compared to other people go through that process, not that long. Mm. Um, it's like four years, that or three, three years. Yeah, yeah three years. but it's in the sense of for me feeling like I'm in that process. It, it was from mid 2019 to the end of 2020, mm. so just over a year. Mm. It, it wasn't one of those. Was you know you have couples who try tirelessly for 10 years and go yeah. through you know four or five rounds of IVF and it's just heartbreak yeah. heartbreak heartbreak we, we didn't have that but mm. um but was in it long longer than I would want to do yeah. <laughs> yeah did you did you have the you know because this is the thing I think I've told you about this no in my life I've, to, I've talked to you about it off the off mic day okay. uh but like you know like did you have like the ups and the downs when you're trying or, or did you, or was it just like we're not getting anywhere because that's what happens to a lot of people. They oh, just right. they just don't get pregnant. Yeah, so we just didn't get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just didn't get pregnant. Um, and like try, trying to have a kid is is really not fun. When you're, <laughs> when you're trying to have a kid. Yeah, yeah. when you're trying I to have yeah, a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's, that's it, an important point. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you, you ha- I think it's painted to us that, and I think that's why you have the similar line of questioning when you get married, because we're going to have kids, we're going to have kids. And even in your head, you're like, well, you know, we get married in three months three or four months yeah. you know we'll try and we'll have Ooh. a kid and it'll be great can i have a holiday first please <laughs> with my new partner <laughs> back off everyone honestly it's can, I, difference can I experience sleep <laughs> a few maybe a few lions just before you know but everyone likes playing football with their mates but not everyone's going to go pro right and right. that's kind of what very situation very, you're very, in. very little people will go pro and you know what i mean you going pro with though you know your guys are like you yeah. know they need to you know, deliver. Yeah, they right? very good, and yeah, and you, and you find out that they're not. <laughs> it's just like oh, and then okay. you, you then go back in time and you think about all those times that you thought because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on my speaking on my own behalf, but I think on behalf of a lot of guys, when you look back at near misses, mm. um, you've convinced yourself that the reason why that woman didn't get pregnant was because of some kind of action you took, whether mm. that was contraception or you know pull out game strong yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> or in my case just no chances uh, to actually have sex so um, the best form know. of abstinence yeah, really effective out. contraception yeah. there <laughs> so yeah so then you go through those moments and then you're suddenly like oh well actually wait did, did they need to have taken any uh of like morning after pill or yeah. if when i use concept was it actually doing anything obviously other than protecting from like mm. potential risk of stds mm. uh but the pregnancy element yeah you you then questioned that and then i said going back to the question of you then you're with someone and you want kids and you can't have them you you then question why you're even with someone mm. um and you know, do you want the same thing um yeah so i guess that's just Fuck it. i mean mate honestly it's a great question right dane and god I've got a lot I can unpack here. Please do. I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for it. <laughs> we're ready. As a going away present for Saffron. Oh, man. Let's talk about she, your balls. She to, yeah, let's talk about your balls. Let's um, let's <laughs> <laughs> Horrible life she lives. I mean, look, I spent... I mean, the thing about this is that it's, you know, that it's kind of interesting hearing Darren's take on it because I, I would say it kind of feels like a kind of quite, like a kind of quite a monotonous experience mm. where you were forced into this situation, you know, by 
by biology. Yeah. And you just were playing a, a waiting game that basically one of the horrible things about that is you just don't know. You mm. could just be waiting forever, right? Whereas that's not what happened with me. You know, that's not happened with me. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about. I'm not going to lie. You know, we got married and got pregnant pretty quickly. Right. And that, that didn't work out. And that happened a handful of times to us before okay. my kid was born. And uh, let me tell you, anyone that says, you know, any, it just you get back back on with it, you don't. No. Like, it is like losing the worst game show in the world, turning up at those scans, and it's like heartbeat or no heartbeat yeah. is the fucking game show that you're playing, you know? And it is brutal. Obviously, it's even more brutal on the woman. It's a, it's a real, real catch-22 because it's almost like there's a line where you don't want to be too uh, excited and attached to something where there is the possibility of miscarriage. But at the same time, you can't be like, well, I don't really care because you're like, well, it's your child, so, or mm. potentially your child. So yeah. you always have to be emotionally involved. And I think as myself, one of the ways you can try and protect yourself from stuff is to like, I, can't, I don't want to attach myself emotionally to this too much. Mm. It's not really a, uh, a tactic you can use when it comes to having no, children. No, yeah, you yeah. can't. And you have to care. That's, you, why, yeah, cause, cause that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, you do yeah, have yeah. to care. And it's that weird thing, what Howard just said there, where he's, he's described how bad it is mm. and then just added that little bit at the end of it's even worse for the woman. Mm. And you've yeah. got this kind of thing of as the guy in that situation where it's almost like you're you're not really allowed to process it as much as you would like to, no. because you then also have to play the role of support for for oh your man. wife, and then it's it's obviously she's going through it, and you almost forget yourself that you're going through it as well. And then uh, and then you end up you know you naturally will become a, a pragmatist, right? Because you 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 need to be a pragmatist for this person who's physically experiencing something that you, we you know we ultimately couldn't imagine. I remember having we got a chalkboard in our. In, where we have our breakfast and like I remember writing on the chalkboard like here's here's what our life's gonna look like if we never have kids right and it's gonna be look really good isn't it that's like a pretty good life I, I think about that a lot now that chalkboard is uh, has a list of all the foods that my son will eat it's <laughs> 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 almost like the alternative couldn't go more to the other other side of things I do remember with the you know you had loads of tests right yeah, yeah. I remember all the tests. I mean, that, that mine were inconclusive. And obviously now the conclusive proof is in the two humans that we have living in our house, you know. But, like, I remember going through the tests and one of these doctors saying to me, like, oh, you know, we got the results back. I mean, I never thought I'd talk about this today, but here we are. <laughs> we got the results back on your on your test. Cause you, you do your business, mm. Dane, and they get the test back, like, in a minute. I don't know. <laughs> quicker than you're in there. Uh, my, my, my you. NHS had to wait two or three weeks. Right. My, my, <laughs> these guys were like... <laughs> These guys were like, we paid the bit down. I can't remember yeah. where we were, but like they were like, in the next room, we'll see you in a minute. Right. <laughs> and they're like, the guy told me, you've got, he said to me, you've got a third more sperm than the average guy. And I was literally high-fiving him, <laughs> high-fiving my wife. I was like, yes! And then he was like, yeah, but listen, basically, he said in a long summary, he, I said, oh, what, so you're telling me that half of them are stoned? Uh, he was like, yeah, like, he's like, he's like, most of them don't know where they're going. They're yeah. just not going anywhere. They just look stoned. So I stopped smoking weed for a while. That didn't seem to cure it either. <laughs> yeah, because um, that's the thing. You get this weird... Yeah, those, those high fives must have felt like... Keep going. It's kind of like being a politician and being like, well, what about your affair? Oh, okay. We're back in the car, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see everyone. Yeah. Um, no, but I think to try and get to the point of answer, answering your question, which I would say 
you know, in those four years with number of downs, you mm. know, I really uh, gained a different perspective on it to what I had before. Sure. You know, and why do people have kids? Oh, man, like, I, I, I really question what the point was in doing it in all that time. Like, is this really going to be worth it? Because the know? question's forced, isn't it? it it's, you're forced, it, aren't you? You're forced to have that question because yeah. most... I say most people, I can't say most, but many people do just accidentally yeah. stumble upon having children. Yep. It's like, you now have them. But it's, yeah, but um, when you have that kind of... Because there's a lot of semantics behind it as well, where yeah. I imagine, I, I've not been through the same experience as you guys, but I imagine like part of like processing that grief, where you know, you talk about these uh, stages of loss and grief, mm. and you know, the anger part of it is probably the idea where it's like, there are other people who irresponsibly make children all the time without yep. thinking about it. <laughs> they walk off, they leave their kids, they don't care about their kids, or they take care of them, well, or you have people that are just, n when they even have children, they're negligent. And Dane, you, read, you, you start to think papers. to yourself, should I, should I have some of those kids? Because they've not got any parents. You know, mm. there's people out there, there's kids out there. Should we just help these kids who've been, you know, who've got had shit parents? You mean you like ado adoption or? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, that's what you start to think about. Yeah, you yeah. know, you start to go down that road. And it's like, you know. Surrogacy. For me, it was it was like I wanted to try and. But the, I mean, the reality of it is, it, to me, the simplest thing ever, which is you in your life will love people, right? Your family and your friends and, you know, people you work with and, you know all the people you encounter in your life and it's just brilliant different loves that you have like you know pets <laughs> you have these loves for things in your life and until you have that person that kid you just never knew that there was an entire other version of love yeah. that you had inside you uh that was you know only until they arrive do you uh do you realize it no 100 percent. even that bit we're talking about adoption i had to we obviously were thinking those questions and i knew for me that that wasn't an answer to mm. my mm. to my question so there's always oh, there's something else there simply adopting isn't enough now i have kids there's part of me that'd be like oh actually i would i would foster and i would i'd want to give back mm. now but there was something obviously in my head that i still haven't really fully unpacked of why no that child has to be biologically a part of me Cause, and, cause is that, and is that a, maybe that's part of the answer is that it's not just a question of something where you discuss the moralism or semantics of raising a child there is a biological instinct and yeah. a lot of us have it to reproduce in the first place and it's just obviously when you contextualize it within society that's been something that's been distorted or been taken and kind of been able to be re-contextualized uh, as whether it's your sexual proclivity mm. and your uh, prowess when a lot of time it's just we are mammals and we need to reproduce Dan, you you said a while ago during lockdown so it is a while ago now <laughs> uh something that stuck with me and i think about it all the time when i'm with my kids it comes up all the time and she said you know, i was talking to Karen. i think we might have been talking to judy love or something it's someone on the show and you said uh, i was talking about the kid he's like yeah you, you're marveling at your creation howard i was like fuck man that's it <laughs> that's it that is the absolute truth that's times where you're looking at them and going i think i eat blueberries like that <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's a real experience to watch like a smaller version of yourself do certain things even oh, because God. you have to think about I guess when with children they're even observing every minute detail of how to almost how to human yeah. from seeing you oh, I'm so it's almost like your smile or even the way you might smirk is something they learn from you and they take all of their visual cues from you as well yeah um, my, my son says sure all the time because I say sure because he'll say can I have some blueberries later? And I'll say, sure. So now he just, I say to him, can we go, can we go to bath time now? He'll be like, sure, sure. Yeah, my, my daughter starts saying cheers. Now. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> you've got cheers. <laughs> cheers. I'm just like, oh God, like, I, need to, <laughs> I need to stop saying that in front of you. Yeah, and it is, it's those weird things that you, you see in your kids. Um, my, my daughter, 
someone said to me before everything you dislike in your child is a trait from you yes and it's, it's just the fact that you're not used to seeing it from the third person mm. perspective you so. say that but i don't ever remember shitting myself first thing in the morning <laughs> but i guess it happened <laughs> it's uh, a typical howard train yeah <laughs> <It's> no, <laughs> one of the reasons saffron's leaving um but um no it made what a great question that's an amazing question i could talk about that question all episode but we're gonna uh, we're gonna it's, move it's great on. I, um, I mean I, I couldn't possibly answer it but um it's a, it's a good question. I think it's what do you think of Arte? I think I think I think it's a great good take, but I, I think it's not that I would advocate for people to ever struggle at all to reproduce. But I think that it's definitely something that people should be able to discuss mm. very openly. So even when we, and it, I think it should also be a part of like sex education. Yeah, like obviously you know people understand about sex, and we can talk about orientation and then the importance of your the fluidity of sexuality, and we can talk about like consent, and these are obviously important. And should be important pillars of that discussion. But I definitely think when it comes to reproduction, we should speak about uh, why people want to have kids. Because I think one of the things that I have thought about in my own introspection about having children is that obviously you make a child and it's my kid. Mm. But when you are thinking about your pondering your own existence, you don't think about your, you being owned by somebody else. Yes, that's very and true. And so at some point, you know, you as much as you're like, this kid is a reflective of me and everything they do is me. At some point, in whether they do it in a nice way or they are a bit more malicious about it, they'll be like, "Can you leave me alone, person? I'm my own person, please." Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, "This person is completely dependent on me." And then the one day is going to come where it's like, "You don't need to come in my room. I have mm. my own separate life." Yeah. And so that's kind of part of it as well. Is that you know, I guess it's a uh, part of that sacrifice is something people should consider as well because I feel there's a number of uh, human issues which stem from the fact that people either cannot let go of the fact that their children have their own lives, yeah. or they. Um, yeah, people want to live vicariously through their children. Yeah, of course. Because a child is a younger version of themselves is like, well, now I can try to live the life I want using this person as a proxy. And uh, I'm not yep. sure if all of these things are healthy. And I feel like we all know most time people seek therapy is based on uh, issues that stem from <laughs> childhood and the relationship with their parents. So I think everybody should have to ask themselves or fill in a form. Like mm. I think there should be a theory yeah. and practical test when it comes to sex. Yeah, <laughs> I'm game for that. Uh, not just before it. I'd want a bit of a gap, you know. <laughs> just I don't want to fill in a form before <laughs> I have. But let, let, I'm not going to be in that situation. <laughs> My question is very different, Darren. But your question was excellent. Oh, mate. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, you said you said you uh, an Edinburgh show this yep. year about that. Yeah, sure. Well, yes. I'm sure there'll be good, a lot good, of blokes. Good name, good name too. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm sure there'll be a lot of blokes holding hands, <laughs> trying not to look at each other, like the end of Toy Story three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my question, uh, and uh, we—it's worth pointing out to listeners. I don't know Darren. Well, um, I know you do. No, you? no. But like, I was thinking of you coming here today, and I was thinking it's really nice to meet you for a reason that I feel a bit embarrassed about talking to you about. Okay. Which is that I have my name's Howard, yep. and I would class myself as having a bit of a shit name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be rude, okay? <laughs> don't want to be rude. <laughs> but I would say traditionally, the name Darren is is a, is, a, is a tough name. It's a tough sell. It's gone out of fashion, right? There's some names <laughs> that have... Dane's face when I'm saying this. I mean, I feel like I'm in trouble. But Darren's reaction is... I'm in, the back of the, I'm in the back of this plane, experiencing <laughs> the turbulence, <laughs> alongside my f fellow model named Saffron. 
Yeah, trying it, to work out how is, how is going to land Saffron. this plane. I mean, those are two great, strong <laughs> names, right? What can I say? Never know Keyring, like, though. What, what I'm saying? <laughs> Howard is so confident in his shit name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That he knows other shit names when he says <laughs> and, and, and he is right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank fuck or, for or, that. Or, I'm wondering yeah. for a really awkward no, no. 15 minutes. It's like minutes. one of those moments where you buy a <laughs> decent right. pair of like Primark shorts. You're like, these are decent, you know? And then you go on holiday and there's like a man 20 years older and he goes... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, exactly. It's like it, you know, another one is Harold. I often get Harold because mm. I introduce myself the same name as Howard, and they go Harold, and I go, no, it's the other shit name. It's not Harold, <laughs> it's Howard. Anyway, but there are some shit names, and what makes a shit name? That's why are good. they shit? I can't, I can't really tell you why the name Howard is a shit name. No, I, I but Darren, that, that Darren is spelt with two A's as opposed. Yeah, to and yeah. let me. I, I'm not sure. Sorry, I've got to tell you one thing yeah. about Darren that makes it very special for me, and this is. He would fucking hate me doing this. <laughs> My oldest brother's middle name is Darren, right? And he, we were rinsing <laughs> for ages about it. And he didn't get married, right? He had he had kids and a partner and everything. And they decided to get married many years later. And we were there at the registry office. And I just remember the moment we were building up to saying his middle name. And I'm looking at my other brother and all his mates from school. And honestly, I'm holding a camera because I'm supposed to be filming, just shaking because I can't cope because they're about to say that his middle name's Darren. And he had to, and not only does they say it, he's got to say it back, hasn't he? Because they've got to recite it. Yeah, she's got to say, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it was incredible. It was one of the she's, funniest moments she, in my she's life. She's saying the vowels are going, oh, There's a sickness in, in the sickness and health. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, what you know, I don't know why. I mean, I guess, I don't know, it's unfair. Maybe I'm just unfair on the Darrens. No, and, and as, as, as... It's Darren, yeah, not Darren. They, they pointed out my name is spelt slightly different, but I'm not sure if that makes it worse. <laughs> I'm not sure if someone's burnt mm, a meal. And you've just tried to put ketchup on top <laughs> of it. I go on. Uh, look, it's not that bad. It's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. So it's a, it's a flambe, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm over here with saffron, sitting here with names like supermodels. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's very different over here. That yeah. being said, you know, what makes a shit name? I I, I think it's about the profile of uh, people who have the name as well. Mm. Okay. So I think I think Darren. Didn't start off as a shit. And shit's probably a harsh word to use. <laughs> yeah. The word you're looking for is common. And I think when the name becomes common, then people are paid to say it. Because you know what's not a common name? Adolf. But no one, there's not a lot of adults coming through. But I wouldn't be like, ha ha, you know, like Howard. Like even just, let me just say it a few. How, Howard. Like, listen to the sound of that. It just doesn't. <laughs> but li listen to this. Dave. Dave, like that is like yeah, yeah. What who, can I say? Who am I, Dave? Oh, hey, me. How? How? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. <laughs> oh, here's my mate, Darren. Yeah, see, that's alright. Mm. I think it's, like, it's, it's, <laughs> all, it's, all, it's all in the delivery, though. I feel, I feel, I, and also I feel like for many years, <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes I said this. It goes back to parents. It, it really is mm. about what kind of uh, life people are building for you. Mm. Because on, there's there's two extremes of the spectrum. I think I think mm. you get like common and what I see as like uh, shitty or boring names or overused names. But at the other end of the spectrum for me are the over celebrity names. Right. Where people give the, because there is like a trend of celebrities giving their kids these really weird names that uh, mm. a lot of people have this trend where I feel like some people have their kid give their kids these impossible names yeah on the basis that it will predispose them to stardom not realizing most of the most successful stars have very basic names yeah. like mm. chris and dave 
and Tom mm. and Harrison. But they're kind of like just just like vanilla. Like Tom, Tom, Tom like it's like <laughs> fine. I went up in a gate. So Tom, he's probably quite a confident guy, you know. Yeah, because Tom's a common name, but Tom's not a shit, but not name. a shit name. Yeah. Whereas like Graham, that's no offense to all our listeners called Graham, but Graham is Graham, <laughs> Howard, and Darren are going on a night out. No, cool. no, do you know what? I'm, do you know <laughs> what? I've just got something <laughs> yeah. going. I've just got something no, they'll, going. They'll on to I can't make it. They'll be out there. Not, nothing much happens. Basically, basically, Graham got on the jukebox for a bit, and then they got drinks in. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Like, mm. you know, whoever knows Howard loves an IPA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yates' wine bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 when it closed, they went home. And Darren's mm. telling you the bar used to be 20 years ago. <laughs> 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 you should have been there. You should have been there. <laughs> It used to be a record shop. Darren said, yeah, come back to my house. I've still got some of the banners. And everyone went, oh, Come on, Graham. Nah, you know, in the morning, uh, you know, I've got a bus there's, to some, drive. there's some names that are just unfortunate names that have gone wrong. Like the, the name, I was checking the name, you know, name Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, laughing, Darren. That used to be a name. That used yeah. to be a popular name. I don't think you're going to find many Fannies anymore. Because we're all aware of what that word is used for. Yeah, and I feel like, but then that's the problem is that, like, because the connotation comes associated to the name, once people still use that name, then that's already there. But then I feel at the same time, like I said, I feel like, I just feel personally, it's, it's, just, it's just how you carry it. Right. I think it's how you carry it. I think there are Darrens and there are Howards out there. And if you just carry a name in a certain way, because, you know, Elon is not a name. <laughs> no. And I don't think it's going to be a name moving forward. And that's because the person with it, I'm pretty sure, would trademark it and charge people to use it because that's how far <laughs> they would go. Um, but I, I know you get a free blue tick with it if you use it. Probably. So. No, you've probably got to pay monthly for that too now. Yeah. But I just think, I think for me, Dane, for example, as a name, was because uh, I just named from like the 80s onwards and it wasn't a very common name. Mm. So a lot of the time people would be like Dwayne and I'd be like, no. And they'd be like Dave and I'd be like, no. And then they'd be like Shane. No, Dean, and this will go on for ages because it wasn't a common name. So, and when you are a kid, you are always seeking conformity. Mm. So I'm like, well, everyone else is called Leon, and everyone else is called Jermaine, and everyone is called, and everyone else is called Darren. So why have I got this name? And mom would be like, I'd always have a common name, and I'd be like, but I can't buy any souvenirs when we go to theme parks. <laughs> like, I'm a nobody. Like it's this, you can't buy a T-shirt, you yeah. can't buy like any souvenir where they got all the list of these. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> Even when you go to like you don't get that with Howard, yeah, no Howard. Well, it's Howard. You definitely get Howard in there. No, there's no Howards. In there's there. no Howards. I used to go to the, all the things, the theme parks or the 
gift shops and never see, see it whereas I got that that little teaser where that Darren was there. Oh, yeah, Darren was there. And then it's just <laughs> like, do I just spell my name wrong so I can have this key? No, I can't. No, you I got to see, and that builds character. <laughs> that, that's, those, those events like that that build character. Darren, is there? Have you had a, stru- a complicated relationship with your name? Yes, in the sense of all my certificates at school are D A double R scribble M, where they've got <laughs> they put an E and then they've gone. Oh, that's I've got, that's how you spell my name. They go okay, and they just draw an A over it. Like oh, that, that's wonderful. So a new character you've invented. This, yeah, the, the scribble. So even now doing comedy, um, you know, promoters. Darren, can you share? The, can you share like the poster? Can you share the? I'm like no. Is that why? Because you spelled my name horrendously wrong on there. <laughs> First name and surname you spelled incorrectly. So just like no. It's a t- and it's yeah so it is it's that it's a love hate thing of i like that it is different mm. but then it's also a pain in the ass that it's different and if it was the same then it would be maybe just that bit shitter yeah if it was the same. i think i think i think i think i think a slight changes to names can make them a bit more uh give them a bit more longevity and a bit more distinction i think also what i think gives a name uh makes a name shit is how it's pronounced by that person right because i knew somebody called sharon and she'd just be like, my name is Sharon. And I'd be like, it very definitely is not Sharon. <laughs> because this is not how that is spelled. Mm. And so, and also, I guess there, we can't, and I, I think it's predictability as well. Like, most people called Claire are going to have a middle name Louise. Or if their name is Emma, middle name is going to be Louise. Yeah. Uh, Chloe as well would normally be followed by Louise. Yeah, I think almost like good 50% of the girls in my class at school's middle name was Louise. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Essex. And yeah, yeah. So there you go. So I think overuse can make a name become very shit. Yeah. I'm sure the name Darren in Essex as well. Yeah. Got a good milking. Yeah. Really good milking. Uh, and then which is, and then it shortened to Daz and Dow. The Dow. That's yeah. it. Daz Dow. and Dow. 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 How does that work? I don't know how you spell Dow. I still yeah. don't know how to spell it. Um, but Dow. It's like a very uh, Essex intonation where Gow. you kind of drop something like, what, Dow? Like Dow? Like Gal? Yeah, Gal. For Gary. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. For Terry's tell. So saving the, the saving people that much route. time, is it? <laughs> have to, probably have to explain it when you do it, wouldn't you? My, uh, my ex-girlfriend's mum was named Caroline. They call her Cal. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, it's like, I, I guess it's like, you know, sometimes people say Kaz as well yeah. for Caroline. So, and Daz as well for Darren. Mm. So, it's just uh, playing with the language, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'll never really accept my name. And one of the reasons is, that uh, my I was named after my grandfather who died about a year or two before I was born, and I was going to be called his his name Harry, and then my dad decided he couldn't call he d- just couldn't deal with it saying right. his dad's name all the right, time so he was like let's change it to something shitter <laughs> something I don't want to say ever. it's Harry <laughs> <laughs> something I never want to say in the house where's the other one where's the younger one where's that where where what's his face <laughs> what's his face have you ever played with shortening like Howie yeah so there Howie there you go Howie like, it's interesting man, you man say man. this but like you know genuinely I'm not a Howie like you spend a bit of time in Saffron's going mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Howie's the kind of guy. No, no. Howie's the kind of guy. He comes into the office. He's wearing shorts. It's not a shorts day. Yeah. He's bought everyone frozen yogurt. Do you know what I mean? That is Howie. That's Howie. Hey. Howard has a bike. Howie has a bike, and Howard has a bike. Yeah. Howie's bike don't have helmet. Yes. Howard has a helmet with lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With lights on the on the bike too. Yeah. Howie's Howie's bike is I don't know at the most maybe he's got like you know he's got like. Tick- tickers at the back. Yeah. You can off. hear his music when he goes past. He's got, he's got like a low rider cycle. Yeah. yeah. Howie. Yeah. I, I hear that. I I'm, I'm not Howie. <laughs> and how <laughs> is just confusing. 
because you're right. just saying a very popular word. <laughs> Asking a question. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did actually used to get that at school because I'd you know, obviously fall asleep at school quite a lot and I'd hear them suddenly say, how would you describe it? And I'd be like, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not me. Okay, and you can't, you can't do H anymore. That's taken. Yeah, that's not as popular as it once was. Yeah. Oh, well, stuck uh, with this shit name for life. Are Thanks, are parents. Are, are there any... You could change it by deep poll if you wanted to. It's too late. Wife's not, not going to accept that. It's never too late, Howard. Just yeah, ask could. Caitlyn Jenner. You can change your name and have a whole new life. I mean, yeah. that's very different why she went that whole way. But a, no, a better example would be uh, Elliot Page. Right. They don't have to do a big change. Yeah. Just enough of a change that, you that know, people clever. know you have a different yeah, lifestyle. Um, but I don't know. I still think that, like, I find that some of the more classic names, I enjoy them a lot more than people who try to make names. Do you remember when Jalen Smith was born? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, my goodness. That was crazy. Then it was like so many Jadens. Oh, yeah. Jalens, Cadens, Kalens, Kalens, Karens. There's so many yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like when Jaden Smith was born, everybody and their sister had she took that name and changed it, which I, I guess a lot of people loved it. Um, more surprising, not as much Barack as I thought it was going to be. Mm. No, it's, it's a... It's a committed name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a <lot of> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. pressure. I met an accountant once called Samson. Right. There you go. There's a lot of pressure. But he obviously was like, I know what everyone thinks, but actually I'm great with the numbers. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, you know, there's also names that will never, uh, like I said, Adolf. Yeah. If, so, if you're called Adolf yeah. in this day and age, we know what kind of life you're going to have. Even if you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, good luck to you. You're going to come home and yeah, you're going to be like, this meat tastes funny because there's no seasoning. Let me tell you why, son. That's the kind of life mm. you've got. You like, it's, Adolf is not going to be a fun name. It's yeah. going to be like, go on, son. Show me how you do it. Go on. Go on. Yeah. Come on, what is that? Because they don't mind, son. They don't mind. They don't mind. Go on, stick it out there. There you go. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. Look at how vertical his arm is. That's going to be lovely. <laughs> I love this festival. <laughs> Adolf. And then about like, four kids turn around. Yes, dad. So... Yeah, yeah. Insights. That's what you get That's here on Dane Baptiste. Everything. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I think it's it's important to go through names because you know they say a rose by any other name, but there are some names that aren't just going to fly like they used to. Beyonce is way too much pressure. Yeah, don't yeah. do that to people. That's way don't too much pressure. Beyonce is one of those names. I've said this as well on stage before. That it's just a kind of fleeting thought that it is only because she is Beyonce. Yes. Mm. That name is acceptable. Yeah. It's one of those names that describes the person. Because yeah. if she worked in Burger King, yeah. she would still look fantastic. But then you'd be like, what's your name? It's like Beyonce. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah she wouldn't. What, be, what did you she say? She wouldn't be called yeah, Beyonce. Yeah. Like <laughs> to be fair, I would go so far as to say that would be entirely true up until Beyonce, Burger King Beyonce got a Snapchat. That's true. And then you'd be like, there's some girl at Burger King that flips burgers called Beyonce. She's yeah, crazy, you know, she can bear jokes. Like, <laughs> that's how it would go. Like Cardi B. Her real name is Bez Kelly or something like that. It's like, some kind of it's super mm, Latin, Latin yeah. name, but yeah, she she's got a quite an interesting. I name. feel like we got to the bottom of the crap names question. I'm just going to say, Darren, touch your knee, very little amount. I'm with you on the shit names. <laughs> You've always got a support here in Howard. Good it luck. Seems more Darren. like he grabbed you by the ankle and pulled you down with him. <laughs> shit name category. Dane, what's your uh, what's your question to wrap up today's so excellent episode? My question is, uh, as I said, Darren uh, said that he uh, grew up in Essex mm -hmm. and uh, has been described as a cool lad. Um, but I imagine, Darren, that uh, when people ponder the image of a lad, yeah. your image is not necessarily what no. comes up. Um, which um, I think it's very interesting. And uh, I think adds a very unique dimension to your comedy because I feel like the, the delivery and just basically just how you sound. Most people would not associate that with our look. No, not so. But all. I feel like myself, um, that's always something I've wanted to uh, fight against in comedy. 
and try to uh, not uh, pigeonhole my contemporaries and my peers. And I've always wanted to make sure that there's not been a pressure for black comics yeah. to have to deliver their comedy in a certain way or have a certain aesthetic or sound yeah, that sure. people associate with, uh, I guess, the black British identity. So I guess what I wanted to ask you is, have you found that, uh, you know, what what has the big experience been like being a black lad, just socially as yeah. well as in comedy? Is that's what I wanted to ask. No, I've, wow, that's a great question. Uh, that's, I guess this is how Howard felt when I s asked my first question. Cause <laughs> it's a, yeah, because that's something that um, is, has always been there. So I could talk ages for it, but we've got 15 minutes. So, so yeah, so what has it been like being a black lad? Well, I guess the first kind of conflict, that's it. It's, it's been, always been a point of conflict. Mm. Uh, and a point of almost like being on the outside of other groups. Yes. In the sense of being the black guy from Essex, all my, all my cousins are from are in London. Um, so South East London, like yourself, so yeah. Lewisham, Blue Borough, and then North West London. And so Which is as black as you get yeah, in London. Because like they're from Brent, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly so they're, yeah, those so two boroughs, yeah. 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 So <laughs> I was always, oh, you're, you're so-and-so's cousin from, from the country. Yes. <laughs> and it was and it was the thing them talking amongst themselves like what like, why why does he talk like that <laughs> like why does he talk like what and it and growing up I'm, I'm born late eighties nineties London equaled black yeah. so it was if you was white and you was from London and you spoke with that kind of you know I guess what they call multicultural mm. English now you'd be deemed as why are you talking like you're black mm -hmm. and vice versa that if you was black. Maybe if I was from Manchester, we could hear a strong mm. other accent. Then it's yeah. like, oh, it's from Manchester. But the fact that I was from Essex, which kind of sounds like London, but it's not quite London. Mm. Actually, it just sounds like the white people from London. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what was in well, their heads growing is, and up. That's because a lot of the working class white people in London yeah. moved to Essex. Moved to Essex, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> so for them, it's like, why does he talk like he's white? Even when I got to uni, where you know it's, it's, it's meant to be a bit more open-minded, multicultural, it was only like a few months in where one of my mates spoke on someone who knew me in, in the fan I was from um, Essex and he just kind of went oh because what because I thought you was like someone from like North London he just talked you know <laughs> how you talk Aston in Birmingham oh, yeah okay, and he yeah, goes yeah, yeah. but he goes but oh because now he goes oh no this this makes more sense now it makes <laughs> yeah. more sense and it, so it's always so it's that from um that perspective then the mm. flip side of the lad's perspective in the sense of yeah, it, until I open my mouth, mm. um, I'm that big black fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a pub, oh, is that big? And I'm not even that big. I just think there's something that's in kind of white people's minds that black people get bigger. Listen, when so I, I, like I go to comedy <laughs> clubs, if I wear black, people will stand in front of me because they expect me to search them as a bouncer. Yeah. I don't have a bouncer's physique, <laughs> but it can work. People yeah. like people come up to me and go like that, spread their arms. Yeah, <laughs> for like, a search. you just put your arms so up, please. Get free, you can get a lot of free drugs yeah. from doing that. But <laughs> 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 yeah, so is that? It'd be in, in the corner of a pub and people being like, not sure how I'm going to be. Yeah. And then I'll open my mouth and then I'm talking about football and I order a pint and then they're like, Oh yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, 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 that was all right. It's just like so. Oh, it's just freaking fine. That's yeah, all right. So yeah, they're, they're having to reconcile that. Um, and then I guess in comedy, it's a similar thing. Of I mean, mm. I, I never. Like, fortunately, I didn't really make a conscious effort. It just happened. I, I never went to the black circuit or mm. to the mainstream. So I just 
did gigs where I could do gigs. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up gigging on both. Me too, yeah. yeah. And, um, but I did fi- fi- find myself when I did the black rooms, seeing everyone come on like, hey, South London make some noise and the crowd go crazy. And they're telling kind of those anecdotal stories and jokes about growing up in London. Yeah. I felt a pressure of, oh, well, my experience growing up in London is visiting my cousins. So I'm going to tell stories about me and my cousins. And the crowd are kind of like, oh, unfortunately, don't really yeah. get whatever. And then someone else comes like, yeah, West London makes noise. Crowd goes crazy. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then it's only when I s- saw, it's two things happen. I saw Jason Patterson yeah. to start talking about a pub, like going to the pub and stuff. And even though he's from South West London, mm. I saw the crowd, come, the black crowd kind of pull back from it. Yeah. But I sat there really just laughing my head off because yeah. I just got everything he was talking about. And I thought, mm. well, he's being authentic. Yes, he is. And then when I went, so when I next went on stage and the first thing I said was, oh, I'm from Essex. And there was this collective like bubble pop in the black, in the crowd of black room where they're kind of like, oh, oh this is, okay, now tell your jokes. Because <laughs> I never realized until I said I was from Essex, in front of a black room, they kind of sat yeah. there just going, there's something not connecting here. We yes. don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah. what's happening. Don't understand what's happening. He's saying things. I don't get what he's saying. I'm not why listening. Does man, why does the man sound like that? Though? Yeah, I'm not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. He's trying to go mainstream or something like that. that that's yeah. what it be real, bro. What's going on? <laughs> and then as soon as I'm from Essex, they're like, oh, and then I make jokes about that. They're like, yeah, no, yeah, no. You're right, you know. Yeah, you're right, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. <laughs> man's, man's out there still. <laughs> man, are you still? Brave, yeah. brave bro. <laughs> it sounds like you've managed to kind of overcome some of this adversity. Yeah. I've, 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 in, in comedy, I'm yeah. not talking about the world. <laughs> that would be an insane statement to make, by the way. Uh, but, you know, in terms of... But, that, but that's how it happens, though, Howard. I, yeah. think, I think it's... it's, it's that, that I brought it up because I have had a very I had a similar experience. Mm. Well, I guess, obviously, I grew up in South East London and in Lucian. Mm. But even when I grew up in Lucian, where I grew up in Lucian wasn't, like, Lucian Central. Right. But even though I could kind of relate to a lot of those experiences. But I definitely found that uh, my approach, and just in terms of, like, how to deliver comedy to a predominantly black audience there what well, there can be some pullback if you're not if you haven't got the experience yeah. of knowing how to contextualize that narrative yeah, yeah. yeah and it's equally challenging because the way it doesn't work the other way around if you are a white comic mm. and you can mimic what is perceived to be uh what they call like black vernacular yeah or like any black kind of tonalisms you will be lauded and pedestalized yeah. And you'll be celebrated if you if you are, and 100%. that's not just in comedy. You see that in music as well, mm. where you know, if you're an Adele or Ed Sheeran, like, and you can look at any of these artists, all of the people singing behind them are black. Yeah, because I don't know one good white singer who doesn't have all black backing singers. But to be able to mimic a black sound as a white person is almost like a cheat code for stardom, where he's going from Elvis to Eminem, etc. Whereas being a black person that can mimic white people. Yep. The only time we've seen that successful is in more recent times with the current cabinet in the government. Mm. Yeah. And even part of that narrative means you almost have to actively deny your ethnicity, whether it's you have regressive policies against other people that resemble you yeah. mm. or you deny any of the challenges that come with being a part of that ethnicity at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a you, very... You get rolled out as that voice on morning television when you know when a racism happens the night before. Yeah, yeah. And they go, okay, so we've got this person. And like, usually it's Dr. Scholler on one side. Yep. And then they roll out the other person. who's just like... Kevin Bader goes, racism. Ra- racism. I mean, oh, here we go again talking about race. And they just, yeah, yeah. just play it L- down. Literally, I remember <laughs> experience with Kemi Badenoch when she was the Minister for Racial Equality. Yeah. Uh, who, first of all, her ticket was that she doesn't believe that racism is an issue in the UK. Brilliant. Um... But I did a, uh, 
I was on a sh- uh, show Cross Questions in LBC, and I just basically was commenting on just how bad she was for the job. Yeah. Um, but they had misquoted me on the show and said that I said she was the wrong kind of black, <laughs> which isn't something I would say. Yeah. Um, because it's way, it's just very too simplistic. Yeah. And also, it would be kind of hypocritical for me to talk about this and then right. But her reply was, I don't need to listen to a the experience of racism from a black person that's born brought up in the UK because I was born in Nigeria. So that person's experience of racism doesn't is not relevant to me. What, for, to black people in the UK? Is yeah, because right. so, as a black person, uh, yeah. she said about me, because I'm a black person in the UK, what could I tell her about racism when she's from actually from Africa? Right. However, I would beg to differ because that's the, actually your job. <laughs> you're supposed to be listening to people in this country about yeah. experiences of racism it's not all my constituents unless you're from Nigeria like I don't really yeah, care I don't really what care. you've got to say but she, but she, and she's, but she was like at the time yeah. for like Saffron and Walden yeah. and you know there's, like, you know that is yeah, there's yeah. like 11 black people there and that's literally the next kind yeah. of um, borough but, from where I grew up we know there's about 11 black people there yeah. and Michael, five, Stephen right um, you know them, <laughs> and them and only five of them just play for the football teams <laughs> nearby so but no, I, I, it's important to bring up because I think that like a big part of my work and I guess my journey within comedy mm. was that I found a lot of predominantly black rooms. Um, there was very few, quite narrow uh, pockets for you to kind of move within. Yeah. So like you said, if you're not from zones one to six or you can't maybe key into your, uh, I suppose, your immigrant heritage yeah. and be like, I'm from Nigeria or Congo or Ghana, yeah, yeah. et cetera, then those audiences would kind of, yeah, be a bit more defensive or be a lot less uh, receptive of what you're saying because I think, you know, black people are as subject or victim as white people in that they take their self-image based on media suggestion. Yeah, 100%. So most black people do not, because they don't see that there are black people in Essex because they will not be given profile. If they don't see black people, that many black people in Wales, unless it's Colin Jackson or Shirley Bassey, they don't really see them there and so they begin to build this idea in their head that black communities can't thrive in those places. Black yeah. people, if they do live in these places, cannot be in touch with their own identity. And yeah, it's only up until recently where I've seen a lot, just due to like, I suppose, economic reasons, more members of the diaspora are moving into places like Kent or yeah. moving further out to Surrey or long more people are living in Essex. And I don't mean just like Ilford. Yeah, yeah. I mean like moving out into Essex, Essex. Yeah, yeah. Then people are becoming a lot more receptive to it. But yeah, it's... um interesting you had a kind of similar experience yeah it, it, and it's exactly that and i think i do look at you know you another act because you sometimes you know watch do comedy before i started doing mm. comedy and i always remember your voice standing out to me for that kind of similar reason of i hate how this sounds it doesn't sound like the other black guys yeah exactly and, and, it's like, no, and it was very distinctive yeah i was you know and at the time <laughs> i remember exactly where i was I was like, oh, this, this guy's got that thing that a lot of British acts don't have. Yeah. Which is, you know, and you've talked about this before on this show, Dave, you know, the kind of inspiration from America or certain acts yeah. in America that isn't tradi- a traditional British sound for a yeah. comedian, I would yeah. say. You know, so it did stand out. Yeah. And it's like you said, I, I get the point where I saying it's not like the other black guys, but the reason why I made it a personal point not to feel the pressure to conform yeah because i've because i'm weaned on the same comics that my other counterparts are and like sure. whether it's like def jam and stuff like that i'll bet comic view like you know whether it's the kevin hearts and the chris tuckers and the cat williams i'm watching the same comics and stuff as well but i think for me it was like one of the things where it's like they do it so well i can't mimic mimic that right 
but it's more of a question of rather than like you said, not just like don't sound like the other black guys doing it. It was more like I'm trying to sound like all the black guys. Yeah. Whether you're the black guy from Stonebridge or you're the black guy from Milford Estate or or Peeps Estate or North Peckham Estate, but you know you can also be the black guy that lives in Norwich or yeah. you're the black guy who you know. You live in uh, South End, and your parents are like have come over, and that's where they because they're like doctors or nurses and stuff. Because yeah, it was definitely about because I think even then, if we limit ourselves with language, and even limit ourselves with archetypes, it very much limits our ability to have that kind of broad reach anyway. Yeah, well, and so. it taps into that thing that's come up a number of times in this show, Dave, which I'm often keen to repeat, which is stop saying the black race, black races. Yeah. multiple yeah. different groups within different identities yep. stop yeah doing that it's, 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 it's only there's only i think yeah it's about because and i guess on that face of course because then once we start to try to question other people's blackness then it becomes even more restrictive and i think it's about uh if anything anything that will link us really is ideology yeah and politics mm -hmm. because whatever it's all nuanced but we all have kind of a similar experience in that respect yeah. whether it's like common ancestry and common experiences in terms of where we are uh, placed in society, yeah, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, have you found that uh, you've got a lot of feedback from people who are also from like Essex and stuff like that? Yeah, you've been that's, that's good. It's those is it's the same thing with my so if it's the show content. So mm -hmm. if I talk about IVF, people come up to me going, "Oh, I my grandfather, mm -hmm. my sister got IVF," or if I talk about you know growing up in Essex, it always just there always just one black girl or black woman come up like. Oh yeah, I'm a Robford. Oh yeah, I'm a Chelsea. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Ilford, though, yeah, by the way. Ilford, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's massively important. Mm. I think I think it's super important because you know, I think comedy, and I've always felt like comedy is the uh, more, more honest version of politics. Yeah. In that number one, it's barriers to entry aren't the same as normal political parties and stuff. And number two, like that's how you're effective is that how many people can relate to your narrative yeah. and your manifesto. You're bringing other people in from different constituencies from different places. So. It's good that someone's locking it, locking it down for the Essex gang. <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be rooting for you. Uh, you've been an excellent guest. It's been an excellent episode, Dave. It's covered a, covered a lot of good important <laughs> stuff. A lot, a lot of good stuff. people coming up to you. I hope. But this is our chance to tell listeners. Yeah. Sure. So let's know about the, sh the show Inconceivable. When and where can people find it as a yeah, Fringe sure. Festival? So um, at the Fringe, it's going to be at uh, Bunker One at Pleasant's Courtyard. Go on, um, mate. Yeah, go on, mate. Be at quarter to five. Good times. Um, so Fucking go on, Darren. Yes. Go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, get tickets. Um, is, that, is, that an Ilford, is that Ilford Howard? <laughs> That's I'll how I imagine why. a Howard from Ilford. <laughs> I'll tell you why, listeners. Go on, go on, good sir. I'll tell you why, <laughs> listeners, I'm saying that. It's because, and we're not going to do this now because yeah. we've got to wrap up the show, but like, that's a tough place to go. Right. you got a chance, mate. Yeah, the fringe. Yeah, you've got oh, yeah. a chance to do something for yourself there. Yeah. And those two things you've just said to me, Bunker One, Pleasance, quarter <laughs> five? Yeah, quarter five, yeah. Do you know what? Go on, Darren. You can yeah. fucking have that, mate. Yeah. Whereas if you're like telling me something different, I'd be like, I'll see you, mate. Yeah. Good luck, fucking uh, hell, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mean. Uh, uh, what, what, one thirty a.m. at the at the yeah. yuck yuck lounge. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So where's that? It's in Leaf. It's above the kebab shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I'm living there too, so you can. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, 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 so yeah, so that that's there. I've got work in progress shows um, up and down the country on my. It's got the dates for that on my website, DarrenGriffiths.com forward slash inconceivable, and yeah, that's where you can see me. You can find me online at um, Griff on Twitter and Instagram. 
and you can also check out Darren Griffith's uh, Brain Dump, which yep. is available on Spotify. Oh, as and well. my other podcast because we absolutely cussed Mike Wackadiri when he went on national radio and didn't plug our podcast. So we have another podcast with Mike Wackadiri and Kazim Jamal called Late Nights and Wet Wipes, and it's just us talking about parenting. Uh, well, we start the co- me. we yeah, start well, the podcast. Listen to that. You're, you're all new dads as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shout out Kazim. Yeah, shout yeah. out Mike Wackadiri as well. Yeah. Good friends of the podcast. Uh, yeah, Kazim, man, come on the podcast soon, man. We need to get finish off the Three Musketeers then. Yeah, well, I need to write to that podcast. I've got lots of fucking material. Jesus yeah, hell. please do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a pleasure, though. And, um, mate, honestly, best of luck. No, right? Thank you. you and me. best of luck to Safran, our producer. Yes. I'm not ready to talk about Safran right now. <laughs> no, thank you very much, Darren. It's been is a pleasure it, having you on the podcast. Is there a sad version of the theme song we can play at the end? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTeaste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at dbqe podcast and we could feature you in our next episode thanks for listening guys and remember question everything ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 